It has been a challenging 24, 48 hours for the Nashville Predators organization. The big news, Nashville has placed forward Ellie Tolvanen on waivers, and this has sparked some big feelings in Smashville. We're going to talk about that move by the Predators, what we know, what we don't know, and we're going to take a look at a tenuous forward and defenseman situation. Things have changed dramatically over the weekend, and we're going to talk about it all on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day every day. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com, and I am usually joined by my partner in crime, Nick Morgan, but Nick is off today. He will be back joining us tomorrow. Got a lot to talk about, though, today. I kind of thought today would be a great episode to do some plus minus, maybe review the Ottawa Senators game, but So much has changed in Smashville in the last 24 to 48 hours. We have a lot to get to in a little bit of time. So we're going to dive into the biggest news of the weekend. On Sunday, Ellie Tolvanen was placed on waivers by the Nashville Predators. This is a story that is generating a tremendous amount of spice on social media. So let's dive in and kind of talk through what we know and what we don't know about the Ellie Tolvanen situation here in Nashville. First of all, just quick review of where Tolvanen is at with the Predators. Tolvanen has played 13 games so far this season. He has two goals and two assists. He has been a healthy scratch 12 games. So definitely not earning a tremendous amount of ice time here in Nashville. And this was a trend that we saw at the end of last season as well. He did play 75 games last season, had um, 11 goals, 12 assists for 23 points. Last season, Tolvanen was tried out on a second line with Lou Cunnan and with Ryan Johansson but sort of fell out of favor in that position. And here's what's true. Tolvanen really struggled with scoring last season. So I think that played into part of what the issue was. But he's been a healthy scratch. And Tolvanen has definitely not appeared to be in favor with the powers that be, whether that is David Poyle, whether that is John Hines, whether that is the entire coaching staff, We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Tolvanen entered the league in 2017. He was a first-round draft pick for the Nashville Predators, which is definitely a hitch in this giddy-up for me. Uh, He entered the league kind of known for having just this incredible shot, and I think we've all seen glimpses of that in his tenure with Milwaukee and Nashville. But one of the things that we can say that we've seen from Ellie Tolvanen is Ellie Tolvanen really has had to develop a more well-rounded game in the NHL. He's had to develop more of a 200-foot game, especially with John Hines' system that definitely relies more on physicality and forechecking than it does on things like speed and maybe offensive nuance, for lack of a better phrase. So when the news dropped, put a little tweet out just to kind of gauge the reaction, and it was pretty universal across the board. Let's see what some of the tweets were. 
uh, asked him to become a 200 foot player while giving him a short leash when he shows any sign of offensive flash for a team that can't score. This proves yet again, we can't develop forwards. Another response, heartbreaking. You know, he needs a change at this point, but I thought for sure we would get something out of it. Just don't know what to say. Does he clear? If I wasn't before, I am now completely out on Poyle and Hines. This is actually a sentiment widely shared. Um, continuing, it says, he was brought in part to develop talent and between him, Tomasino and Glass, it's an alarming pattern. Another response, ridiculous. Can't believe there was no trade possible if you know he's gone. I'm guessing Chicago if he falls that far. And another one here, will he be just like all the others who flourished after leaving Nashville? Plenty of other responses. That's the general vibe that we're getting. A lot of frustration from the Nashville Predators fan base about Ellie Tolvanen being placed on waivers. And look, I get this. I get this. And we're going to dive into what the biggest concerns are about Tolvanen being on waivers one of the first questions, though, that we want to address is, is Ellie Tolvanen going to clear waivers? Well, we're going to find that out a little bit later today. And when the news breaks, of course, we will let you know right away. So just keep following Locked On Predators on Twitter, LO underscore Predators, and we'll let you know as soon as we hear anything. Will he clear waivers? If I were a betting woman with Bet Online, I would say he is not going to clear waivers. But it's an interesting situation. Tolvanen really has not had a big opportunity to sort of showcase his talent for other teams that may be interested in picking up a forward for some forward depth, you know, or, you know, some people still feel like this is a top six player. I, I don't think that he's a top six player. At, well, he's definitely not a top six player in Nashville today, but I don't know that that's where he fit in with this team. Maybe other teams see something in him like that. I would be very surprised if Tolvan and Clears waivers. But again, let's wait and see. So what are the biggest frustrations about Tolvanen on waivers? Well, there are several of them. The biggest concern to me, and I think the biggest concern across the board, is that Nashville put Ellie Tolvanen on waivers and they got nothing for him. So if he gets picked up, Nashville got nothing for a 2017 first round draft pick. And my friends, that feels really wasteful. You know, and, and I get it. There are some players that may not fit into the system. I do go back and say, you coach the players you have, not the players you wish you had. But if there is some reason that Tolvanen is not a good fit for this system, not a good fit for this franchise, how was there no way to get nothing for him? And again, you know, we don't know what trade discussions did or did not happen. We don't know the interest level from other teams when it comes to trading Ellie Tolvanen. So we have to be careful not to assume that the Predators could have traded him and just didn't. You know, it is a little bit frustrating. You could have played Tolvanen a little bit more to generate some interest around the league and then perhaps gotten something for him. Anything. You know, a, a, a draft pick, anything at, at, at some point is better than you losing a player, a first round draft pick on waivers. 
but that hasn't happened. And I think that is a giant question mark for some people. And again, we're going to talk about what we know and what we don't know. That's going to be coming up. The second factor that plays into the Ellie Tolvanen decision and and that is a downside is that it was also announced earlier Sunday morning that forward Michael McCarron has entered the NHL Players Assistance Program, which means that McCarron is stepping away from hockey. He is out indefinitely. He is receiving support for an, an unknown reason. And of all of the things that we're going to talk about today on the podcast, and there are a number of things we need to talk about, the one thing that I know that is the most important thing that I'm going to say today on this podcast is that for all of the frustration and all of the questions and about the roster and the management and players and development The thing that we have to remember most of all as fans of this game, as people who follow this game, is that this is a game that is played by whole people. And these are people who have whole lives and they deserve more than they need social media affirmation or criticism. They deserve health and wholeness and wellness and peace. And, you know, I have absolutely no idea why Michael McCarron has opted to step away. Not my business, not anyone's business. I think we all agree that we want wellness and wholeness and peace for McCarron with whatever he's dealing with. And I hope that he takes all the time he needs to work through whatever is going on. And I give tons of credit to players who step away and say, I need to work on something in my life because we tend to put so much focus on what these players do, or in some of their cases, we can be very vocal about what they do not do. And we have to remember, you know, as we're breaking down things like Ellie Tolvin and being on waivers or injuries or mismanagement or frustrations with the front office, Y'all, these are people. These are whole people. So if you hear nothing else, hear that. Remember that these are whole people and their whole lives don't happen on the ice. So Michael McCarron stepping away. So now the Predators are missing a forward that they cycle in and out of the lineup, you know, oftentimes kind of, it it seems that his playing time is tied very much to Cody glasses, sometimes not, but McCarron is stepping away. So a lot of the frustration with this Ellie Tolvanen decision is why would you not play Ellie Tolvanen while Michael McCarron has stepped away? Why would you not play Tolvanen, showcase him, generate some interest, and then get something for him? And here's what I would say. We don't know the order of events. So we don't know when the decision was made for Michael McCarron to step away. We don't know when the decision was made to submit paperwork to put Ellie Tolvanen on waivers. So I think we need to be careful not to jump to conclusions um, that this is just the most ridiculous decision making based on timing because we don't know the timing. Now, having said that, It does raise some questions if the timing went, Michael McCarron is stepping away. Hey, while we're down a guy, let's also put someone else on waivers. So definitely some 
eyebrow raising situation, you know, around this Tolvanen decision, but we don't know what we don't know. A question I was asked, I was on the national show Locked on NHL. You be sure to check that out for your second listen of the day. Uh, if Ellie Tolvanen clears waivers, what is the path forward for him to get back to Nashville? And I have to tell you, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know the answer to that question. And most other people pontificating about this don't know the answer to that question either, because I don't know that we have a clear idea of why Ellie Tolvanen was placed on waivers, why Ellie Tolvanen has been a healthy scratch. We don't know what the issue is. If there is a, there is a disconnect, there is a disconnect between Ellie Tolvanen and the powers that be, whether that be John Hines, David Poyle, there is some sort of a disconnect. We don't know what that is. That will need to be mended for him to come back to Nashville. I don't know that time in Milwaukee to develop his game is necessarily what the Predators are looking for. I think the Predators are expecting Tolvanen not to be with the organization. Again, we'll wait and see later today. So Talking about all of this situation, there are so many ins and outs of it. And again, I want to come back to this point. It is really important to talk about what we know and what we do not know, because speculating on this really does turn this into an absolute bonfire of frustration, and understandably so. But we're going to take a minute to really look at what do we know and what don't we know about the Ellie Tolvanen situation. We're going to dig into the details of that in just a minute. But first, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at Simply Safe. Here at Locked On Predators, we believe that home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, you should give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. Right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Predators listeners. 40% off a new security system. Now you may wonder if having a security system is just too complicated or if it's just going to be a hassle to manage, but that is not true with Simply Safe. With their top-rated Simply Safe app, you get to stay in complete control of your system. You can arm or disarm your home, unlock a door for a guest, you can access your cameras or adjust your system settings and you do all of that from your phone. Simply Safe is whole home security system with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. They have HD security cameras for inside and outside your house, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and they have hazard sensors that detect things like fires or floods and other threats to your home. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you get higher priority police response. This technology and their professional monitoring agents are why Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report. And that, my friends, is their third year winning that in a row. This award-winning 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under a dollar a day, less than half the price of a traditional home security system. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system we recommend. You can get 40% off 
any new sim system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. So the big news in Nashville that everybody is talking about, Ellie Tolvanen placed on waivers. Fan reaction, my friends, we've talked about it. It is spicy. But let's look at what we know and what we don't know, because a lot of assumptions are fueling that fire. So what do we know? First thing we know, I think it's pretty evident, Ellie Tolvanen has not been in favor with the coaching staff and or the front office since last season. So this is something that we saw at the end of last season. This is not an out of the blue, all of the sudden, I can't believe he's on waivers. I think this is something that we've kind of seen the snowball rolling down the hill. We mentioned it, uh, I believe last week on the show, Ellie Tolvin's going to be lost. My concern was that we would get him for nothing, which very much could be the situation. Another thing that we know, whatever the issue with Tolvanen was, and we don't know, is that it didn't seem like it was going to get worked out and it didn't seem like Tolvanen was going to get a clean slate. So whatever the issue was, it did not seem like it was going to go away. It didn't seem like it was going to be uh, eliminated from practice. It didn't seem like a development of his game issue. Um, or if it was one of those things, it didn't seem like it was happening enough for the coaching staff to kind of give him more playing time. Another thing that we know, uh, John Hines plays people based on their earning playing time. This is something he's been very upfront about. And I think it's something that we've seen evidence of. He has dropped big name players down the lineup when they have been underperforming. Um, statistics show that, yes, Ellie Tolvana did contribute on the ice in different ways. Scoring was probably underwhelming. I think we can all agree on that. Um, but maybe there is something else, you know, and, and here's what I, the argument I just am not particularly sure is relevant and one that I'm not particularly interested in diving in. And of course, we've seen it on social media. What about Cole Smith? You know, we're going to wave Ellie Tolvanen, but here's Cole Smith. Cole Smith is doing what they have asked of him. Um, I think expectations for Ellie Tolvanen are at a different level, and I don't think he is meeting them. Can I tell you what those are? I cannot. But from what we've seen, Ellie Tolvanen is, there is a disconnect. There is a missing of some mark. So, and, and what that mark is, is one of those things that we don't know. You know, another thing we don't know, again, the order of events. We don't know that Michael McCarron stepped away first and then Hines or David Poyle or Hines and Poyle or David Poyle and the entire coaching staff uh, placed Tolvanen on waivers. So we don't know that order of events. We don't know whose decision this was or that it was a unilateral decision. And this is something that I've seen. People, of course, feel very strongly about this. And there has been a low simmering fire Hines, fire poil, maybe not as low simmering on the fire poil if we're being real. Brewing in Nashville, there's been some frustration during Hines' tenure. It has not necessarily gotten better over time. But I think we have to be careful because I think you are making an assumption when you say that this is Heinz making a unilateral decision that is going against 
everything that his coaching staff is telling him and everything that other people in the organization are seeing from Ellie Tolvanen. Could that be true? Possibly. But I think we're hearing hoofbeats and everybody is jumping to zebras. And I think it's a bigger stretch to say Heinz is making these unilateral decisions that go against the evaluations of the entire coaching staff. I think it's more horses. There is a disconnect. And whether that is with Heinz and Poyle, I just don't think this is a unilateral Everybody else sees value in in Ellie Tolvanen, but John Hines has just said, nope. I think we have to be really careful making that leap. We don't know that this is a unilateral Hines decision that is not supported by the rest of the coaching staff. You know, one of the concerns that's brought up, and, and I understand why this concern is brought up, and, and I think it's a question that, you know, people have to sort of ruminate on is there's concern about young players. You know, Phil Tomasino, people were very frustrated that he went to Milwaukee, that he's in Milwaukee. Cody Glass's playing time has been a concern and a question to people. And then you look at some of the talent that we have in Milwaukee with Afanasiev, we have Eskarov down there. I think people are concerned that we have some young talent and if this is the way the young talent is going to progress in the system Heinz may not be the right person for it he's not good at developing young players definitely something to keep an eye on the other thing that i would say about that when it comes to young talent especially like Askarov and the other young players you know even like Tomasino who is in Milwaukee now the relationship between Milwaukee and Nashville is extremely tight and it has always appeared to be extremely healthy. Uh, I think that Nashville has always expressed a genuine respect for Carl Taylor and for his evaluation. So if Carl Taylor was calling up Nashville and saying, you know, Tomasino is ready, Tomasino is ready, Tomasino is ready. I'm not sure that I see Heinz going, yeah, no. And again, I don't know that, but doesn't that seem like a stretch? Doesn't it seem like more of a stretch that that you have a head coach that is completely not aligned with the rest of his coaching staff and with the coaching staff in Milwaukee when Milwaukee and Nashville has this relationship? I just, I don't know. I think it's a stretch to say that this is a unilateral decision by John Hines and this means he cannot manage young players. Do I think there is concern? I definitely think there's reason for concern. But let's be real careful to say he can't do it and that it is all on Heinz, that this decision is singularly Heinz and he is making it against the better judgment of the rest of the franchise. So look, this is a situation to keep an eye on. There has got to be way more to Ellie Tolvanen's rocky tenure with the Nashville Predators than what is meeting the eye. There is more to this story that we don't know. And I think that that is the thing we have to remember. There is on-ice statistics that we can look at. There is playing time that we can look at. There are skill sets that we can kind of look at in game situations. But there is a lot that we are not privy to that we cannot evaluate. So what's going to happen? Keep following the Locked On Predators. Check us out on Twitter, LO underscore Predators. As soon as we hear anything on the future of Ellie Tolvanen, we will have word to you and we will have a response. So the Tolvanen situation, quite frankly, makes the water extremely murky for Nashville. But as they say in the infomercials, 
But wait, there's more. Yes, friends, the last 24, 48 hours have brought even more challenges to Nashville Predators. We haven't even touched on the blue line situation yet. So in Saturday's game against the Ottawa Senators, Jeremy Lazan um, was the target, I'm going to use that word, of a late, potentially penalty-worthy hit in the post-game press conference. John Hines did say that he felt like that hit was worthy of a penalty. Uh, Lazan skated off holding his forearm and wrist. He did not return for the third period. Also, just to keep it fun and interesting, Alexander Carrier did not return in the third period due to some sort of injury. Did not see a specific incident like we did with Jeremy Lazan that we can speculate on being kind of the cause of an injury. Uh, Carrier definitely took several hits in the game, but again, there wasn't, you know, a specific moment. He just did not return to the ice. In the third period, the Nashville Predators rotated four defensemen. Saturday night, Roman Yossi had 31 minutes and one second of ice time. Y'all get that boy a snack. Uh, Matias Ekholm had almost 25 minutes. So the defense is in a bit of a pickle, friends. This is this is a very uh, difficult situation. What this means for the defense, bad timing. Nashville had just settled into defensive pairings that really seemed to be working. As you recall, we started the season with Matias Ekholm with Ryan McDonough. That was a little bit different. We went through a phase where John Hines kind of tied a veteran with a younger player, but finally landed on a combination of Yossi McDonough, Ekholm Carrier, Lazan Fabro. This was after Mark Borowiecki was injured in October. Yossi with McDonough was starting to feel like a thing. Roman Yossi had 10 points in the seven games. He was paired with Ryan McDonough, kind of freed Yossi up a little bit to have this responsible stay-at-home defender in McDonough. Uh, Matias Ekholm, Alexander Carrier were moving up the ranks in the league as far as effectiveness of a defensive pairing. They were looking great. And Lazan and Fabro were a solid third-line defensive pairing for the Predators. There is not one of these pairings that is left intact. And friends, this could not come at a worse time. We've talked about it at Lockdown Predators. The December schedule is absolutely brutal. This week coming up is absolutely brutal. And the Nashville Predators lost two more defensemen. So Borvietsky out, McDonough out two to four weeks. We have not received an update yet on Carrier or on uh, Jeremy Lazan but it does not look great. So how are the Nashville Predators going to handle this huge loss if Carrier and Lazan are not able to return this week? We're going to talk about what may be brewing and if it will be enough to shore up the blue line in a week with four big games. We're going to talk about that coming up in just a moment. But first, want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our great friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that is out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and you do. You can find those at Bet Online as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. You can head to their website today, or you can use your mobile device to check out the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
So just to review, the Nashville Predators, two forwards are stepping away. Michael Pacarin is stepping away from the ice for an indefinite period of time. Ellie Tolvin and placed on waivers. Defensively, the Nashville Predators may not have Alexander Carrier or Jeremy Lazan ready to go this week. We are still waiting on an official word from the Predators about their status. They did not play in the third period of Saturday afternoon's game. Interesting little tidbit. This has not been any sort of official announcement from the Predators, but just an observation. The Milwaukee Admirals had a game last night in Massachusetts, and there were two notable defensemen that were healthy scratched. Roland McEwen and Kevin Gravel were healthy scratches for Milwaukee. So speculating that they were packing their bags and heading to Middle Tennessee, Roland McEwen was signed in July. He was signed to a two-year, two-way contract. He played last season for the Colorado Eagles in the AHL, and the Colorado Eagles were great. He was teammates with Kiefer Sherwood. They had a really good run to the Calder Cup. He was a 20-point scorer for four years in a row in the AHL. He has only played, though, 10 NHL games. That was back in 2017-2018 with Carolina. So, that's the experience Roland McEwen has. Kevin Gravel, older guy, 30 years old. He's played 109 NHL games. Predators signed him as a free agent in July. And Kevin Gravel actually got a really long look with the Predators at the beginning of the season in training camp um, and played really well. He played a couple of the scrimmages with Roman Yossi and, you know, looked good. He was definitely somebody who piqued the interest of the Predators. Um, so these are two players. Again, Nashville hasn't officially announced that they're coming, but they were healthy scratches um, for Milwaukee last night. What will the Nashville Predators do as far as forwards if they decide they need to bring a forward up? Um, Tommy Novak is just an interesting name. I know what y'all are saying, and I'm going to talk about it in a minute. So just hold your horses. Tommy Novak, he is having a fantastic start to the season for a great glimpse into Tommy Novak and his style of play and his success this season and kind of what his relationship has been like and what Carl Taylor is working on with him. You need to go and check out our episode um, previewing the Preds prospects with prospect expert Eric Denay. He talks quite a bit about Tommy Novak. Now I know what y'all are saying. What about Phil Tomasino? I don't know. I don't know. It will be very interesting to keep an eye on what Nashville does or does not do when it comes to the forward situation with McCarron stepping away. And again, Tolvin and on waivers. So talking about where the Predators are at. Friends, this is a bit of a hot mess. If we're just being honest, this is a bit of a hot mess for the Nashville Predators. Um, and here is why. Looking at the week ahead, tonight... The Nashville Predators are playing the St. Louis Blues. Now, the Blues are coming off of their first game in a back-to-back with Sunday against Colorado. The Blues lost in overtime 3-2. to And the Blues are a really weird team to me because I really had them performing much better in the standings. And the beginning of their season was extremely rocky and it was kind of like nobody knew what was going on in St. Louis, but they're kind of starting to get their groove back in. And this is going to be um, a, a team that is going to be a test for Nashville, especially in the situation that they're in with the blue line. But that's not all. 
as they say in the infomercials, Tuesday night, back-to-back, Monday night, St. Louis Blues, Tuesday night. Let us welcome the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl to Bridgestone Arena with a depleted potential blue line because that sounds like so much fun, doesn't it? It does not. Edmonton Oilers are fifth best in the league for goals per game. Thursday night, Winnipeg Jets, another Central Division game coming up Thursday night. Winnipeg Jets are 11th in goals per game. Mark Scheifele absolutely lighting it up. Pierre-Luc Dubois is having a great season uh, goal scoring as well. Uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Connor, so you've got several double-digit goal scorers right now. Nashville has one, and that's Nino Niederreiter. And to round out the week, my friends, Saturday night, the Nashville Predators play, wait for it, Colorado Avalanche. Now, I know this is not the same Colorado Avalanche currently as it was when we faced them at the end of last season in in the playoffs because God bless them. I know there are mortal enemies, but God bless them. They are dropping like flies in Colorado. Their list of injuries is longer than Santa's naughty list. It is just almost sad but who they have that's healthy right now is just lighting it up and that's Miko Ranton and he is an absolute beast scoring this season and just for fun he scored all three goals in the win against St. Louis including the overtime game winning goal got a hat trick against the Blues so Nashville has you know, and we talked about it, the month of December in general is going to be a, a bit of a haul. This week is brutal. You've got three Central Division games. You've got the Edmonton Oilers thrown in there just for fun. And Nashville has a potentially depleted blue line and a little bit of turmoil here at the forward situation. Now, does that mean it's going to affect on ice performance? Let's certainly hope not. But what does Nashville need to do to be successful this week? Well, prayer wouldn't hurt, friends, and a little sage. Um, but first, the, the most important thing is the Nashville Predators have to piece together a defense. Again, haven't gotten an official word on Jeremy Lazan or Alexander Carrier. Hopefully, they will be able to go this week, but I think we're going to have to wait and see on that. Nashville has to put together a defense, especially against teams like the Edmonton Oilers, who have the cheat code for the Nashville Predators every time. The other thing that the Predators have to do this week is they have got to put some goals on the board. Nashville is 31st in the league in goals scored, and it's not because they're not generating chances. In Saturday's game, they generated some really good chances. Even on the power play, my friends, even on the power play, they generated some good chances, but they weren't finishing. If Nashville hopes to come out of this week with a handful of points at this point, two points would be really great. We would take more. Nashville absolutely has got to score goals. The offensive players, the offensive leaders have got to show up for this team this week. So keep in mind, Nashville did not get any points against the Ottawa Senators. This is a team that was below 500. It was a must-win game because the rest of these games this week are not going to be easy to get points. So it's going to be a long week, my friends. Just buckle up. 
let's hope for the best and and let's see how Nashville can piece together their roster and and what they can do. Again, tonight they are taking on the St. Louis Blues. Puck drop is at 7 p.m. Of course, tomorrow on Locked on Predators, we're going to have your complete game recap. We're going to update you on the Ellie Tolvanen situation. We will talk lineup decisions by John Hines, and we will preview the Edmonton Oilers game. So a lot to look forward to on tomorrow's show, a lot to get to. And of course, Nick Morgan will be back with us as well. I want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day. You can follow us again on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. You can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And of course, you can always follow us on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe the video. Let us know how are you feeling about everything as the Predators face a really difficult week with uh, really difficult roster circumstances. So let us know what your thoughts are on that. Again, thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with plenty more to discuss then. Have a great day, everyone.